You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to Psyched by MG. This is Mary Grace Randazzo Ratliff, or MG for short. I've been a psychotherapist in private practice for 32 years now. Guess what, everyone? We all have issues. So it's time to lighten up and move forward. Let's stop letting our crap control us and take control of our crap. Hey, everybody. We're, we're here. We're back. Um, we're going to talk tonight about arguing effectively. But before we do that, hello, Barbara. OMG, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> we're both doing zombie mode today i can tell it's okay if one of us is exhausted and fatigued we are not allowed to both be exhausted and fatigued well hey look it is what it is right it's what a few days before christmas is the week i don't know how long do we have before christmas one week <laughs> i'm just I, actually i just wish it was done already i'm like can we just shut this down i i want this year to shut down i really do I I, I think this year has just got this. This 2020 has got some some juju on it, some bad juju. <laughs> I wanted to shut down. I want to wake up in 2021, and I don't know, man. The sky had better be pink or something. Something. I swear to God. I swear to God. I just can't. I can't. I, I cannot. I, I I I totally hear you. It is like, come on. And, you know, this week for me, of course, whenever it's the week before Christmas, my office is just so full. You know, right, I, right. I have waitlisted people when I get back. Um, but, okay, before we forget, where can you find Psych by MG? Where can you find African Auntie? Um, and that's the show Barbara does. Um, you can find us on Google Podcast, YouTube. Uh, Apple Podcast, Detroit Podcast, um, Anchor, Anchor. Oh yeah, um, and I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Spotify, Spotify, Spotify. Oh my God, how did I forget that? No, that's how I'm helping you out today because I'm like, oh God, sister needs help. We gotta help each other. Okay, you hold on to me, I'll hold on to you. Because at this rate, mm-mm, it is not, it is not looking good. <laughs> it's not going to go if we do do that. I swear to God. Oh, my God. You have me died already. Um, so, yes, you can find us there. Please, we need you to um, click like and support us um, so we can, you know, do more. Um, most importantly, please give us your comments. We, we appreciate them so much. And we do do shows based on a lot of people's comments. So uh, on Facebook, you can message me. You can go to psychbymg.com um, and send me an email. Uh, but it's very, very important to us. Uh, so that being said, we covered that, Barbara. Yes. Uh, Tech. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to sit here and laugh. So do I. I, I, ju- I just We don't. can do two things. We can either sit here and laugh or sit here and cry. I choose <laughs> to laugh. <laughs> I ruins my makeup yeah. and my eyes get all swollen. Honestly. Oh, man. Oh my God. Speaking of swollen eyes, and I swear to God, we will get to arguments. Um, I, I said to my husband, there is something going on in this house. My eyes are killing me. They are watering terribly. Yeah. They're itching. Like something is wrong. I need a humidifier. 
you know, have we changed the humidifier filters? And he, he said, oh, we have to do that there. You know, I'm waiting for them to come in. You know, it's been a couple of years. I went, oh my God. <laughs> um, and then this morning he said, are you doing better? And I said, yeah, I can't believe the difference. He had forgotten to change the furnace filter Ooh. for a year. Mm. <laughs> okay. Talk about argument. I about, <laughs> I just took the Island while I was standing there. Cause I was suffering so much. And I'm like, what is wrong? Like something is, first I was in <laughs> my body. Like I'm getting older and God getting older sucks. And Jesus, what's going to happen next? I look like I'm crying all the time. <laughs> oh my I God. Grabbed the Island and was like, I go, are you I've been kidding me for a year with all of our allergies that are so bad and COVID girl, my son had COVID like, so I calmly (laughs) because it is the week before Christmas. I said, I need you to get your phone out right now. And I need you to put an alarm on your phone for the furnace (laughs) filter should be chaired. Changed either that or I will take it on so that we do not miss that. Right, a flipping effing freaking year. I'm sorry, man. Like I said, I'll either cry or I'll laugh. So I'm laughing. I'm not laughing at you, but I'm just laughing at just the stuff that can happen in a week. Oh my god. I was, my son is like, my eyes are itchy so bad. My daughter's like, I don't feel good. I'm like, you know, and it, it, with dad, dad's, oh, some of you, oh, <laughs> you hear this shit and they don't respond. They don't fucking respond. Like, hello. Why is it your little brain going, okay, is it this? Is it that? Did I change this filter? They don't, they just... No, most times it's, yeah, you're okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Dad, this, this is all, you're okay. My kids know not to bother anymore. It's always mommy, because they know mommy will start the looking. Dad, oh. yeah, you're all right. Oh, do you know once Shami broke, okay. We're going to get to our show, guys. But once Shami broke her, she was on a scooter. So I think she was uh, 10 years old, and she fell off a scooter, and she broke her, um, her arm. And she screamed in a way that only mothers know something yeah. is yep. not right. Yep. Well, dad runs out, brings her in. Great. And he's like, oh, no, looks like you're fine. There's no swelling. I don't think anything's broken. Well, wait. So the kid goes and does this on the table and she shrieks. I'm like, something's wrong. He's like, no, no, I don't think so. Maybe, you know, just, just a sprain. I was like, let's go. I put her in the car, went to the emergency, to, to urgent care, the nearest urgent care. They did an x-ray. Guess what? Yep. There was a fracture. I got home. I was like, you're dead meat. (laughs) You know, it takes everything to just not, you know, so I just had to breathe through it because I'm like, I'm a hex somebody. I'm like, I'm a hex. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so by the time we got home, she was in a splint, of course, and everything. And so she was going to go to the, to, yes. to see a doctor, uh, the, the, what's yes. it called? These bone people to get a cast. Yeah. But suffice it to say, yeah, that, that kind of dad's for you. 
That's okay, it's a sprain. You know he's a physician. So, of course, my thing was, you see, you're just a plumber. That's all you do. Cardiologists, you don't know anything. Cardiologists are nothing but plumbers for all the piping that goes to the heart. Of course, you wouldn't know that a bone was broken. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. So, so this is this is a lead in on how to not kill your husband when they're not thinking things through. See, men, we're going to go right here for a minute. And if <laughs> we love you, we love you, we do love you. Um, but when there is a conflict in the room, when there is a struggle, when there is a problem, and it has to do with the family, like at work, they'll go on. Mm-hmm. But when it has to do with the kids or the wife or the family, the house, they get so overwhelmed so quick. They have an automatic switch that they just disconnect. Yeah, disengage. I was going to say, it's like they flip the disengage switch. Yes, and they nod. Oh, 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 eh, oh, oh. That's what they do. Oh. That absent-minded empty nod, I call it. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm, okay. And you're like, what did I just say? And it's like, uh, what, did, you, did you say something? And it's like, you just said, uh-huh. You just said yes. <laughs> what did for women, we, especially after we become parents, we are so connected. We are the opposite. And so as soon as we even hear a sniffle, we're like, well, who, who, which one? Who, who did that? Wait, come here. What's going on? Yep. Allergies. We scan like a computer. We scan like this, 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 or that. Right. And Then what happens, and I really want men to hear this, is you exhaust her. You wear her out. And and resentment can build and exhaustion and fatigue. Frustration. Frustration. That that memory, that memory that is like an elephant kicks in and all the other transgressions of the past come flooding in. So it just becomes one big old ball of mess. Yes. And to our gay couples, like it, it, when I did my app years ago, I said a female type or a male type, you know, you, you, I want you in this and hearing this, that. It depends upon which one does that detachment. Um, That detachment causes so many problems. And that fatigue and exhaustion over time causes passive aggressive jabs to one another, resentment to take over where love once lived. Withdrawal. Withdrawal. Disinterest. Um, it is a slow terminal emotional cancer. And over time, if you don't treat it, it will kill that relationship. It's not okay. And on the, on the feminine side for, for the feminine types or females, it's important to hear that you have to, I don't want to put this because it, it, the responsibility truly, I'm not telling you it is all on you, but when he detaches like that, sit down, tell him to sit down. Like Italians would say, Siete, sit down. Um, and you know, I sometimes will do, do I got you with me here? You need to hear this. 
because I don't want to get resentful. This is what's going on. I need you to connect here. And they, and then as a man or a masculine type, you need to connect. That is your responsibility if you don't want to wear her out. If you want her to desire you, if you want the abundance that that female type can give you, right. you cannot wear her out. It's not a choice to be a grown-up. It is not a choice to be an adult. It is required. And it makes life so much freaking easier. When couples are in, in sessions with me, I say, what we're going to do is you're going to argue. It's mm-hmm. part of that relationship. I'm just going to teach you how to fight well and effectively. And I'm going to get you so efficient and proficient at arguing that it doesn't take very long. Right. And you have to understand what different types of arguments are. Right. Some are truly exhaustion and fatigue and you're both weary and you're both going down and you don't know how to be with each other when you're in that place. So couples will then scrap for attention and care and nurturance. And I have to say, no, there's a way to do it where you don't have to do that. I have such a great example that this one couple of years and years ago, they had four kids, both that mom was a taxi cab driver, cook. These kids were little. She was exhausted. He worked full time. He was exhausted. And they came home one night and both fatigued and they had an argument over who was going to get dinner ready. And she had a kid that was sick at the time, too. And uh, they had a terrible fight. They fought. They slammed things. Kids were crying. It was bad. By the time they got to me, they weren't speaking. And I was listening to how they were arguing. And I said, you know, guys, how come you didn't just sit right down, even on the floor, and say, oh, my gosh, we're both so fatigued. Let's order pizza. Mm-hmm. Right? But when you're in that fatigue and that exhaustion, you can't think well. You can't think well sometimes. And you just start, and unfortunately, your partner gets it. They get, they get that fatigue. They get that, you know, you just dump on them. Well, I said to them, you needed to sit on the floor at that moment and take each other's hand And just go, oh, my God, we're taking this out on each other. Like, we're both just exhausted. What do we do? What can we do? Order a flipping pizza. Exactly. And then just acknowledge with each other together how tired you are. And that, you know, we got to just not take personally right now what we're doing because we're just that exhausted. You know, it's interesting you say this, Mary Grace, because I'm listening to you. And so I'm bringing in, I'm listening to you and then I'm bringing my sort of cultural perspective, my, my cultural uh, lens, if you like. And I have to tell you for a lot of people from the old world way of doing things, the idea that couples even argue Uh, let alone argue in a way that the kids know there's an argument is taboo almost. And so, for example, 
there's a lot of festering of negative emotions that go on because especially once they're children, there's this idea that the kids cannot see us argue or the kids cannot hear us fight. Mm. I'll give you an example. In my entire time that my mom and dad were married, mind you, my dad died when I was 12, not one day ever, ever did I ever hear them disagree, let alone argue, let alone, you know, argue loudly about anything. I'll tell you the result of that uh, for me in my marriage is that for a very long time, I did not express how I felt. And I can tell you that on my husband's side, that was very much the same. Even when we talk about it, there was no fighting in their home. There was no arguing. And, and we, we would catch ourselves, especially after the kids trying to work through something. And if voices started rising, they'd always be that, where are the kids? Like, and, and most times that would kill that conversation or that argument, but it would go unresolved. Yeah. Yeah. The result of that, as you know, is the buildup of resentment, yep. the buildup of anger, the withdrawal from one another, each to their own camp. Yes. Because you start having these conversations in your head mm-hmm. about what you really want to say to someone and the other is doing the same. But when you come together, you're not really talking. You can talk about everything else, but you won't talk about that pink elephant in the room. Yep. Yep. And so in the end, there is a rift and there comes a space, place where you're just coexisting. Yeah. And everything is centered around the kids. Yeah. We're doing it for the kids. We're preserving the peace for the kids. Before you know it, it's we're preserving the relationship for the kids. Question is, what happens when the kids go? And do you have any idea how much pressure you're putting on the children? Uh, that is such a they good point. feel because that. They feel that. They know. These and then you're not. know everything. And they're not seeing you guys model for them conflict resolution that conflicts can be resolved conflicts can bring you together conflicts can work out you are not modeling how to handle your stress the conflict how to partner you have to be able to model that for children right it's important it's part of being human and it doesn't destroy them in any way to see their parents argue at all in fact it is healthy for them to understand yeah. that yeah. people can actually argue or disagree to disagree. And, and that doesn't mean love gets withdrawn. Yes. Which is right. the opposite, which is the opposite right. they learn when there is no conflict resolution. Because when you're resentful and you're feeling some type of way, there's no love lost there. There's no love shown. And so what you're teaching them is that, well, you know what? If so-and-so expresses something they don't like, then... It's okay to just pull away, not say anything, but withdraw love as well. Because the space becomes really cold. Yes, yes. It's, it's they no longer feel warm. That. The yeah, children, exactly. get, the people exactly. in the house feel that. We are not dumb. We are perceptive. Right. And, and kids more so. Yeah. And kids especially. Yeah. 
It is so, I've treated so many kids who will talk about that tension in the room. Mm. And it makes them sick. Some, this is where some of these anxieties come up from. This is where some just eating disorders come from because they don't know what's going on. They feel unhinged. And so with the eating disorders, it's now a desire to control something. Can't control their environment, but they can certainly control themselves and what goes on with their bodies, what they put. It really breeds a lot of terrible things when people don't know how to argue constructively. Right. You know, and part of it is like Mary Grace says, I love the way this is how to argue effectively, not how not to argue. Right. right? We're not negating arguing. We're literally saying arguing is essential to any normal right. relationship. The question is, how then do you do it? How to do it. Yeah. It's so important. And, you know, in my culture, which is the opposite of your. I know. I know. I love your culture, though. Something about tomatoes is that our problem is we can argue for everything. Like, right? We don't like the way you flip that freaking meat on the stove. Right. Like, why three hours argument over that? Yeah. Why would you do that? Why would you touch it? I'm cooking. What do you think? I can't cook. Why are you, why are you in my space? I don't want you in my space right now. You want to help? You got to go over there. And then the person will say, I don't know what to do over there. Well, you'll figure it out. My God, you got a brain, don't you? I mean, they, they talk in an, in an art, in a very argument, argumentative way. But sometimes it's not arguing. That's what I learned. I learned. And that's why I love it so much because it's all out there. Yeah. It's all, and it's, and then it's over. The, the one beautiful thing in that, in that system is, and then it's over and you move on to the next thing. That's it. And now to my, my bodies, my Italian folk, what I would recommend though, is what we have to do in our culture is slow down a little bit because some of the arguments wouldn't be there if you slow down on assumptions. Right. Because we, we are so expressive and reactionary right. that sometimes we don't take action. We are reacting constantly to things. Right. And if we slow down, you know, I was sharing my daughter. We all had a family meeting and we were all talking and she's like, oh, why do we have to yell? <laughs> I to yell. Which her brother pointed out to her. He goes, you yell all the time. And she's like, oh, yeah, I do. And, and I said, well, first, I just started laughing. I said, your mother's 100% Italian. There is no flipping way we're not going to have yelling in this house. I said, we just got to be effective in the way that we yell. And we have to be able right. to see each other through the yell. I said, second, if you don't yell, you will develop passive aggression. You will withhold love. You will you will use silence in a deadly way. And mm. silence is a can be a highly manipulative thing that people do when they're upset. Yeah. I think that's worse. I mean, when somebody's yelling, it's all out there. You can figure it out, you can look at it. But when you do the silent thing, everybody's spinning in their heads, in their thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're having their own conversations about what's going on, what could have gone on, what this person really meant, what, yes. they, what that person must be thinking now. I mean, it's, it's crazy making. It really is. And I have heard some of the most, one story I, I just think of, it was one of the harshest things of these two little kids 
in which both parents did this silencing and icing thing Mm. from the time they were born. And they had become, they, you know, ended up both having social anxiety and just getting paralyzed and gripped with fear. And so the one person that I saw said, you don't understand when there's a conflict at work, I have a panic attack. Mm. My body literally short circuits for me. And so I want to say to people, there's effective ways, and we're going to go over more tips on that. If you don't learn how to do that, your conflicts will take and control you versus you controlling your conflicts. Some of them, you're just tired and fatigued. You're exhausted. Others are old habits that have formed in that relationship, whether it's your partner, whether it's with a friend, whether it's with a colleague. In order for it to work effectively, both people need to be open to wanting to get to resolution. That's absolutely important. The number one tip, because people, I had a few people these last couple of weeks say, well, I, I waited to talk about it till we got to the appointment because I didn't want to make a mistake. And I said, oh my God, that's your first freaking mistake. If you don't know what you're doing, say, I don't know what I'm doing. I just want it to be better. I don't know how to do this. I'm confused. Don't personalize my frustration right now. That is another tip. Everyone listen to me. Don't personalize each other's stuff. If someone is coming at you, you need to say to them, you're coming at me. I don't want to get defensive. I want to be able to hear you. Are, are you. are you truly angry at me or have you had a hard day? Did something happen at work? Something happened with the kids? Did you get in a fight with your friend? You have to begin to steer because that person who's coming is not okay. They right. really aren't okay. So you got to give them their innocence back a bit and you can steer it. You don't just become a vessel to swallow it all. No, no, that's that's not what that's about. Exactly. And so you want to say, whoa, 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 slow down. I want to be able to hear you. Sit down. Tell me what's going on. And to say to them, don't personalize it. Ask them to slow down, especially men. Listen to me. I'm I'm going to teach you something. Women... Because of our hormones, our progesterone especially, when we are in distress, we are sent to the word center of our brain. Our progesterone takes us to the word center of our brain. And so the way we handle the fatigue and the stress is we use our words. We start coming with words. Men in that situation, they, you know, they were geared to be protectors. They were, they're, you know, they're more attached to their physical bodies because of their testosterone. For men, their testosterone keeps them in that physical body. And so hear me clearly. Men are more sensitive emotionally from a physiological standpoint. Right. Which means when you are coming with your words, their body is overwhelmed immediately and short-circuiting. And then when you men pull back and are short-circuiting, she feels that disconnect. She doesn't feel validated, and she ramps up her words. 
she becomes what I say, we use our machine gun of words. Boom, mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. And we get faster and faster and faster if we don't feel heard or validated. And we're not doing it to hurt you. It's because our anxiety is going through the roof. And for men, not, and I am not talking about narcissistic men right now. I'm talking about men who just get paralyzed by a woman who comes at them. And so for women, I want you to understand that, that when you get intense, sit down. Take a breath. Try to slow the words down. If I can freaking do it, this Italian New York girl who has learned how to do it, because the way when I met my husband, I don't know how he survived because he is from the West Coast and they are German, Italian, or uh, Irish descent. They don't fight. They don't have conflicts. And I used to just sit at them all heated. Slow down, slow down, slow down, because it is so important that you understand you want to create the best environment to hear each other. That's it. So when you sit and you say, I am upset, I need you to hear me, men or, 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 or male types, they're looking for validation. They're wound up. Don't fix their problems. Don't, don't jump in with all these opinions. Don't start judging. Don't overanalyze what they're sharing. Do you know, it's so funny you say that, Mary Grace, because I'm listening to you and I'm like, everything you're saying literally goes against many people's wiring in terms of model of relationship they've seen you talking about you know slow down sit down and say the appropriate words being you know what i'm overwhelmed right now i need you to hear me yes ain't nobody doing that girl Uh -uh. i know everybody's going at each other and of course like you say the more he withdraws the more she comes the more aggressive she gets because she's getting sick of them what looks like passive aggressivity because i'll tell you something about me if 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 i want to have a conversation and you act like you're passive aggressive it sends me i lose it because i can't stand that that's why we have people like you to come to and i understand the woman who said look i'm not saying a word until we get there because if i open my mouth now we won't go because who knows what's going to come out. So I understand her kind of wisdom in saying, ah, let's get to the office because so many people don't have these communication tools that you're trying to teach. And in the heat of the moment, I I think people should, here's a thing, here's a tip. I think people should have practice sessions of this stuff when all is well and say, honey, let's, let's practice having a productive argument because in the heat of the moment, Mary Grace, um, can I permission to be vulnerable and honest here? I know that I've had moments where I know exactly what it is, the right thing I should be saying. But my, 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 my programmed self will override that. Yep. Yep. Because I, I want blood at that time, right? Yep. So I'm not about to play nicey-nicey. I know what I should be saying. I know I should be saying, I feel that. I feel this. And I, uh, uh, my brain overrides that stuff, all that good stuff, and goes to you, you, you did this, and you, and because that's really how I feel. 
And I just, I, it's like, I can't bring myself to, to play the nicey-nicey. So maybe one that's thing we could builds. do is... And that's when it builds. This is what's so important here, especially for younger couples. That, I and I've done the same thing, Barbara. I don't think there's a woman around that doesn't lose her shit because of resentment, doesn't lose her shit because of bad habits in a relationship, doesn't lose her shit because she is over-functioning and she is resentful and pissed. Right. And, and doesn't, you know, for the man, he's like, why does she just come at me and beat me up? And he loses his shit. I mean, it's just, it's patterns that have been there and they are not going to change overnight. If you don't do something different, it won't change at all. And what, you know, I, I tell couples, you're going to yell. That's not the problem. It's how you yell. It's how you do it. You got to be able to say I'm fatigued. Last night, was it last night? I think it was or this morning. I don't even know what, what time it is anymore. Um, I got really pissed off. I can't even remember what it was about. And I came in <laughs> and my husband had made dinner. Oh, I had a long day. I had so many clients and I had so many phone calls because it's that time. Right. And I came downstairs and I opened up the oven. And I said, why are you broiling that chicken? Just like that. Why are you broiling the chicken? You're going to dry it out. Now, the guy has the table set. All, he's making all the food. And do I walk in and say, oh, wow, this is great. Oh, God, no. I'm fucking tired. What, is, what the hell are you broiling the chicken for? You're going to dry it out. And so he said to me, I wanted to crisp it up a little. I said, you can't crisp it up. You don't have any coating on it. I mean, be careful. You want it moist. So he snaps back at me, right? Then I can't remember what else happened. I snapped, <laughs> I snapped again. I was, I was just not having it as far. I said, listen, to, I said, to him, look, who's the cook in the house? Who's the cook? You got to be able to take some feedback and some criticism. Oh this guy if, because you're not the cook. You, you don't know everything I told him. Okay. I, I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong, but can I control being wrong? No, I'm so freaking tired. Now, I know at some point an apology's got to come. Yeah. I'm sitting, and then my daughter, I snapped at my daughter, my son, and my husband. (laughs) (laughs) We all start eating. He waits till I get some food in me, some protein. He said, "Uh, you okay? (laughs) I just, I kind of smiled. I go, I think I'm stressed. He goes, you think you're stressed? (laughs) And I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And that's another key. Yes. You can fuck up. Yeah. The apology is so important and authentically, and you grab it as soon as you can. And we will fuck up, guys. Okay. I don't yeah. know where you are. I just feel like yeah. there's somebody sitting there going, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, you oh. know what? You will. If you haven't done it already, then you will. Oh, and no, I'm sorry, but. Yeah. Do not do the, I'm sorry, but if you didn't do this, then that is not an apology. It's just Actually, that's an insult for someone like me. Because once you come at me like that, then it's all, you know what? It's like, uh, kid gloves that's off, the okay? Truth. Because and it's like, whoa, no. 
Yes. You better be it's best if you hadn't said anything at all than to give me that I'm sorry, but I can't deal with that. Apologize when you can be authentic, truly, and and it changes the dynamic. You don't want the person that you're struggling with to go into defense mode if you really need them to hear you. They they want you to have your wants and your needs cared for. They don't want to be attacked. That's it. Now, sometimes when people are arguing, they'll do the, the hot potato game, which is the yes, but yeah, but you did this. Well, I didn't do that until you did this. So that's yeah, what I'm saying. very familiar with that. No, I, 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 that's, it's not my MO. It's not my MO, but you know, I'm no. acquainted. I'm acquainted with people who are very good at that. All, you know, and all couples will do that at some point and, and some just do it more than others. If you hear yourself doing that, first of all, take a breath. If you hear yourself doing any of these things, just breathe and don't beat yourself up because we've all done this stuff. Every single thing I'm identifying right now, I'm guilty of it and I will do it in the future. The key is to be able to catch it and own it. You know, I've said to my husband one time, I was going off, I said, I can hear it. I I go, I can hear myself. I'm too intense right now. I can hear it. I said, I can't stop it, but I can hear it. And he started to laugh. He goes, well, as long as you hear it. And what I did was instead of going at him and attacking him, I shifted it and said, I'm aware. And own it. Yeah. But I'm not in good control. But I, don't, I, I want you to know I've got it. I've got the issue. Then he gets to go, oh, good. Okay, now I don't have to defend myself. There we go. And, that- and the other thing, too, is I, I love this conversation, Mary Grace, because one of the things that always comes into my mind, and I remember early on in my marriage, by the way, we just celebrated 23 years of marriage. Congratulations. Yes, 23 years, 23 years. Year. Oh, you did. We did just last week, 13th of December. Oh, you were October 11th. Right. And so one of the things that I recall, and this used to make me so mad when I was younger, is this idea of, do you want peace or do you want to be right? Oh, I hated that. Because you know what? I want to be right. I want to, you know what I'm saying? I want to be right. I want us to be in a situation where I can go, mm-hmm, yes, told you so. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> what, you know, what I learned about that is um, it didn't really get me what I That's wanted. Just it, because ultimately you want to connect. Yeah, it didn't get me what I wanted very quickly. It, it again it's those situations that breed resentment and that causes the other to withdraw. Yeah. And so in the end, yeah, you're sitting over there with your I am right sign, kind of by yourself. And it's not really fun because now you can't play with the person. Uh, you, know I mean? you can't yeah. play with the person you've made feel bad. Yeah. So it's like yeah. arguing effectively, being I think over the years, the main thing that has grown for me. Is compassion for the other and a deeper understanding that, my God, we're all human and we are all so flawed, so flawed. Will we argue? Yes, we will. Will we disagree? Yes, we will. Will we mess up big time? But 
in looking at someone else's foibles and weaknesses, are you able to have that deep compassion for the human that they are? Not necessarily, and that's where the depersonalization of stuff comes in so important. Because for me, as long as I personalized everything, you did that to me, you hurt me, you did me, me, me. It just, it, it, it has a charge around it that, that makes it so much more difficult to have that compassion. But when you kind of step back from the me, me, and you look at the person and their personal struggles with whatever it is that's going on, the approach is more gentle. The approach becomes more compassionate. And yes, you happen to have been the person in the way and got hurt, but it could have been someone else. There's just somebody, another human, who's just trying to make it in, uh, on these streets. It's rough out there. Yeah. So you're able to see and say, you know what? Yeah, I've been hurt, but yes, I can forgive. And yes, I can have the compassion for that human weakness. Yes. So... And if you're the one that hurt them, apologize. Exactly. That's that's the thing. But you know what? How many, I just I'm I'm interested to know. I've found in my own personal walk and in walking with other women and talking, it seems we have an easier time apologizing than men do. And and now I want to speak to the men. Um, is it an ego and, thing? And what is it, Mary Grace? Yes. Um I need you guys to take a, a breath um, because there is no perfection. You are vulnerable, whether you like it or not, you make mistakes. Um, I spend so much time with men in my practice, um, getting them comfortable making mistakes and, and understanding the connection of how they freeze and get paralyzed when a mistake is present. And they don't move forward. That they're not going to get beat up. They're not going to be abandoned if there's a mistake there. And if you are with a narcissistic woman who would do that, let her go. Yep. You can't be vulnerable and make mistakes. And, and, and I would say to you, welcome to humanity. Um, then you need to see that in your partner. If they don't allow it. And if they just attack, attack, abuse, abuse, that's not a good relationship. So saying I'm sorry, it's hard the first few times, but keep doing it and it will get easier and easier. And you need to mean it. You need to go, man, I screwed up right there. I'm really sorry. I didn't, you know, I, I see what you're saying. You know, maybe you didn't see it in the moment and you say that too. Own your apology, own your mistake, say the words, I don't know what to do right now to make this better. And that's actually the part that for me is very important. Your I'm sorry is incomplete if it doesn't have the, can I make this right? Yes, I'm stuck. I don't know how to move us forward. I can see we're going back and forth and we're not going anywhere. Uh, my husband and I used to have a saying, uh, if he got triggered or I got triggered where we were just spinning, um, wait a minute, you're coming at me. I'm on your team. Don't forget that. That's so important. Team. That is so important. Hold it. Wait a minute. I want to hear you. It's not that I don't care. 
you know, I, I don't know how to move us forward. And then both yeah. can breathe and go, we're stuck. We're just stuck. Right. Okay. Okay. If you are a hot tempered person and you tend to hit walls or throw things or things like that, you got to get control of your shit, dude. Or woman, there are women like this. Oh yeah. Where I say you, your impulsivity is so out of control that you got to get a hold of it. You got to go for the walk. If you're in an argument and you think you're going to just start getting verbally abusive and attacking, you say, look, I want to, I got, I got to breathe first. Let me go for a walk. Let me go outside. Let me calm down. I promise I'll come back in an hour. And I think that's a noble way of doing things. I think that's really noble. And again, for those who are concerned about the children, if you really care about your children, then you don't want them to see something ugly. Do take that walk. Do say, I need a time out. And if you're a partner of somebody who has a short circuit, like yeah. temper like that, you want to not then go in their face to go, yeah, we're talking now. We're going to have this argument oh, now. Because oh, yeah. I know some people like that. Don't yeah. do that. Don't poke yeah. the bear. Don't, let, don't. let the bear exit. Let the bear take a walk in the snow, get some fresh air, listen to some birds singing, and then let him come yeah. back and then calmly deal with the situation. I think adulting is not easy, Mary Grace, let me tell you. Yeah. And a lot of the impulses that come up in our relationships as adults are literally impulses that I've seen in two and three-year-olds. And when you see them totally unhinged and uncontrolled there, and you kind of imagine what you must sound like or look like when you're in your element, it's kind of a moment of like, yeah, have we really grown up or have we not grown up? Because part of adulting is being able to resolve these conflicts in a manner that allows you to move forward. These marriages that fall apart, these these relationships that fall apart, sometimes are falling apart literally because people just do not, they just do not have the skills to argue and argue constructively. Constructively, yes. Because we're all on this planet. The way I look at it is this Mary Grace. And this this is a conclusion I came to (laughs) at some point in, 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 in my own walk, which is this look. If it's not going to be worked out with him, then it's going to need to be worked out someone else. So you got a choice. You can learn the lessons here and now, or just go repeat it somewhere else, someone else, and still have to do this work. You know what I mean? My point being this, anything that you refuse to look at in yourself and work on to become better, to become a better partner, to become a better mom, to become a better friend, to become a better colleague, all these things. Let me just tell you, your moving job is not going to take that away. Your changing marriage or partner is not going to take that away. Your kids growing up and leaving the house, so you leaving them for, that's not going to take those things away. You will at some point have to face your nemesis. You will at some point have to face those things about yourself as a human that need to grow, that need to change and That's transform. Right. It is That's what right. it is. You will, t- wherever you go, there you are. Yeah. Your behavior patterns, if you don't, you know, that old freaking saying, 
if you forget the past, you're bound to repeat it. That's it. And you have to understand you are in the middle of it. You have to look at yourself. You have to change in yourself. There was a woman that I worked with. She was a pistol, very ethnic. Um, <laughs> and she was saying, I- I'm gonna, I- I'm dating again. I'm dating again. And you know, I'm not gonna do that crap where I get to know him slow and I, you know, I'm just gonna say I'm not doing all the, the communicating stuff. I'm just gonna meet him. And I thought, oh, here she goes again. <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, you're gonna repeat the same shit that you always repeat. You try to rush things. You do not like time. And your impulsivity is out of control. What are you afraid of if it goes slow? Go slow. Get to know the person. A relationship is a honeymoon period of three to six months before the person shows up. That's it. Whether you speed her up or not. Mary Grace. I mean, I think sometimes, and I don't mean to knock any celebrities. Sorry, celebs, if you're out there. Oh. But when I look at some of these celebrity relationships, I'm like, some of it is so infantile, it's not even funny. It's oh literally six months to a year, it's done next. Six months to a year. I'm like, you're in these serial marriages. Why bother? Why bother? <laughs> then the alimony lawsuits. And you're, you're losing all of this money, dude. You're just sharing out your money. It's so much. Yeah, but it, it is that. Where some people are in love with being in love. Yeah. Some people are in love with that that honeymoon phase. Yeah, I tell you, as soon as it's done and the real person shows up, they're like, "Oh no, uh-uh. I didn't want you. I kind of like the facade." Bye. Right. Next. That's right. But these people who 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 get serially into these marriages, the next thing you know, big old some people, I guess, are in love with the weddings too, because the yeah. weddings are just obscene, and it's like, like dude, said, it's juicy. I I promised myself I'm doing one wedding in my entire life. That was it. That stuff was so stressful. I was like, never, no, and I vowed. I was like, in my life, never, I'm not doing this again. Yeah, and and it's 23 years down the line, and I still maintain that that stuff is for the birds. Yeah. It's too much work, too much stress, too many courses. Constantly you know, starting uh, over. Constantly starting over, wondering why you're not finishing the race. Right. Exactly. Go back to the finish line. Right. So for people listening, get comfortable with being messy. You're gonna make mistakes. Practice, practice saying I don't know what I'm doing. Practice saying, I, I, I know I'm coming at you. I'm so frustrated. I don't know what I'm doing right now. I apologize. We're on the same team. If you're the listener and somebody is losing it, you say, we're on the same team. I want to hear you. Men, I want to hear you. Can you slow down, please? My husband got to the point, because I talk so fast, that he would say, stop. I got to get a notebook. And then he, then he put up his hand and he goes, stop, I need to think. And I was totally okay with that. I knew that I talked fast when we first started out. I, I, I've changed because I've been in the Midwest so long now. But <laughs> I, I have. I mean, I go home and I'm like, oh, my God. Shout out to the Midwest. Oh, that's so funny. Well, when I go home and I'm around my cousins, I'm like, holy shit, will we stop interrupting each other? Like, I, I, I don't even know who's talking at this point. And we can say back, you know, where I come from, we can tell someone to shut up. If you don't tell someone to shut up, you're not going to be able to talk. 
That's it. Period. That's, That's how it, it is. It's, it's not, not an offensive it. thing. Right. It's when not. I get to the Midwest, I have to watch things. Will you please shut up? I gotta I gotta say something. Because they it, it's like you shot up. You, you yeah, and and actually, you're you're like even yeah, using the word shut up. Like so 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 if you were so, so this is Midwest, right? You can imagine that in a, in a kind of British or whatever setting, which is kind of my also background also, or even culturally, to tell someone to shut up, it is the most. And you spend you spend you spend you spend twenty minutes going to someone. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Ah! Yeah. Excuse Will me. you shut the hell up? I gotta say See? something. <laughs> what the hell? You can't do that. Yeah, that, that would be considered. Oh my god! Like she's so. Oh, that would be like she is so offensive. So exactly. <laughs> I remember going home when I first moved here, saying to people, saying to my friends, they don't say shut up, and them saying, "What? Are you freaking kidding me?" What do you mean they don't say shut up? I said, you cannot say shut up. When you come visit me, do not tell anyone to shut up. I said, I silenced a room. And I didn't know what the hell I did. I had no idea what I did. And I said, don't interrupt. You, you watch your interruptions. And they're like, are you, are you? I said, and <laughs> you don't pass people. Because when you drive, you know how on the highway you merge because there's construction coming? Right. Well, where I come from, you ride that right until you have to merge. Well, here, the sign will say, merge in, in three two miles. miles. You better make sure you get into position, right? Yeah, because otherwise nobody's going to let you through. And you... <laughs> I have to learn that the hard way, too. <laughs> I was like, what the fetch are you? Are you going to ride like this for the next three freaking miles? One single lane when we got two lanes until we get to the control. Oh, yeah. You get into position here in the Midwest, okay, honey? Because you can spend five hours parked at that little spot waiting to get through. And every sucker who drives past you gives you that look that says, yeah, you yes. thought you were smart. You, and they won't let you in. They will not let you through. Yeah. Unless you and I then, had, and then <laughs> it's so hard. And I had my friend Lucy. Lucy, I know if you're listening, she's like five foot straight off the boat of Italy. Her parents, she was born in Italy. And she came to visit me and she she looks up and she goes, What are they doing? I said, <laughs> they're getting over early. Why why are they doing that? Like they can't do that. Why would they do that? And I said, it's just something that they do there. <laughs> so I started laughing because I could see her blood pressure. She's like, no, 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 no. Like, like, uh-uh. And she, she unrolls the window. I go, you can't do that either. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? She's got her hands in there. What are you doing? Like, what, the, what are you flipping me off of? Use the leg. Then I knew it was coming. I love Italians. Oh, my God. She go on the side of the road. Pass these people. I said, Lucy. We don't do that here. <laughs> they don't do that. And, you know, we drove... In the 80s, like, you did some stupid shit when you drove in the 80s. Okay. Yeah, she, she, I said, I need you to breathe. She goes, breathe? She goes, for God's sakes, I'm stressed out. She goes, what the hell's the matter with these people? I said, oh, my God. We got a four-hour drive up north. You got well, We've got five minutes, Mary Grace. I know, I know. <laughs> but people, okay. So hopefully oh there's, there's, some, there's some tips here, you know, for men Please, 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 listen. Validate her reality. She will calm down for you. She will begin to decompress. 
and she will feel heard. She needs to feel heard. For men, slow down these words, women. I know the intensity. And if you are needing to vent and you are passionate about it, you've got to say to him, listen, I'm just frustrated. Don't take this personally. I'm not Oh, go find a girlfriend and vent first. How about that? I find that works. I go to my girlfriend's, I vent, we vent, we we bitch, we vent, and then then I calm down. Yes. And then I'm in myself again. And then we can go and have that constructive argument that we're supposed to be having. Sometimes it really helps to have girlfriends to go and vent because then you can, un- men need to understand, we, our thoughts get clear when we're using our words. So we That's talk true. out loud our thoughts so that we can see them and get clear. Women, you need to understand that men go inside, they gain their clarity, and then they speak. Most men do that. And so if you get yourself to pull back and get quiet... And give him the quiet to think it through. He will speak up. I'm not talking about narcissism right now. He will speak up. Also, if he is in distress, it isn't even a conflict between the two of you. They feel, they calm immediately when you grab their hand. This is not sex, people. This is just physical touch. touch. They need that reassurance to just hold their hand or grab their shoulder as they're talking. And, And you will see them breathe. Men, if we're mad, we're not going to do that touch very well. A lot of women have a hard time with that. You know, you can, you can ask her, say, you know, do you mind if I hold your hand? And, and then they'll stop and they'll reorient. And some will say, yeah, I can do that now. I can say, yeah, take my hand. And sometimes I'm like, oh no, not yet. Uh Uh-uh. I'm too, I'm too. Yeah, but just don't do it spontaneously, guys, just because that's what you like. Because your hand's going to get slapped away. You can get, you know, don't do that. Don't. Do Don't that. we we are it, it disrupts our thought process. It That's disrupts it. where that progesterone and that estrogen is taking us, and so we get aggravated. We will let the physical come into our space after we decompress. That's it. These are in closing. These are differences, people. Sometimes we take differences, different styles of coping, and we personalize them. And we say they're attacking us. They don't care. They're abandoning us. In reality, no. People have different stuff. My husband is a passive-aggressive type. I'm extremely direct. He has had to learn to be more forward. I have had to learn to pull back and give him space to think and to talk. You you ebb and you flow. So really begin to take a look at the differences. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. You've got to get your brain to pull back on that adrenaline rush when you are upset. Say, I want to hear you. I'm struggling. I'm tired myself. I know I'm not doing a good job at listening. I'm here. And then also, if you're both burned out, coordinate care. There are many, many parents right now of young people that I have in practice that I have said this to. I said, look, you both can be burned out. 
we'd say, listen, we're both burned out. We're, we're coming at each other. We're both tired and we're both important. Let's just coordinate a schedule so you can get some time and I can get some time. And let the community in. That's it. Even if it's virtual, let it in. Call the girlfriend. Zoom, Skype, get it out. Get one babysitter that you trust. Do the COVID thing with. Because you need support. So I think, oh, wow, we're really... You know, we've got one minute left. Oh, wow. Um, I, I, I hope these tips really help people right now because the next few months is usually when we see the most arguing. Oh, if you've been drinking, not a time to talk. If you've been drugging, drinking, whatever, smoking pot, whatever, it is not a time to talk and get to resolution. Talk the next day. On that note, we're going to, we're going to stop. And again, you know, please, please, please give us your comments. Um, And if you have any ideas or questions from what we've talked about, you can message us Um, and uh, know that we care and we we really want to hear it. Please hit like and subscribe uh, to the different sites. We appreciate it. Well, Barbara. Well, guys, thank you so much. You guys have a fantastic weekend uh, ahead, and uh, we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time, guys. Take good care of yourselves.